This is the Live Life Happy Podcast with Andrea Seidel, and it's episode number 85. Welcome to the Live Life Happy Podcast with Andrea Seidel. We're all about highlighting self-help, positive psychology, and books on well-being. We share the content and actionable advice so you can make normal life extraordinary. We are a community of lifelong learners, high achievers, and busy people. Get ready for your download so you can live life happy. I'm your host and addicted to reading, Andrea Seidel. Hey there, Andrea here. I hope you're doing amazing. Welcome to the podcast. Today, I have such a great book that I'm highlighting. It's called The Confidence Code, The Science and Art of Self-Assurance, What Women Should Know. Oh my gosh. This book is so good. I just said, oh my gosh. (laughs) It wasn't oh my gosh. It was oh my gosh. I was practicing Spanish, so my mouth is like tongue-tied right now. Anyway, so this book is so great because it really does offer us a new perspective perspective on confidence. Let's face it, like we all want it, we all need it in our life, and science has actually confirmed that confidence is so important for us to get ahead, to move forward, to struggle well, to try new things, to step out of our comfort zone. We need confidence in order to level up our lives. So, this book is so great because it really does explore information and it really does allow us to, you know, kind of have a practical guide to understanding the importance of confidence and also learning how to achieve it. So this book is great. It's written by Katie Kay and Claire Shipman. And this book is amazing on so many levels. We're just going to jump right in because there are so many usable tips and strategies that you can apply to your life right away in order to increase your confidence. So we are going to figure out the confidence code. So working women today are better educated than ever. We are more qualified than ever, yet men still predominate or predominate in the corporate world. And it's really detrimental for us women to access our confidence because it's going to help us move forward in life. It's going to help us try new things. It's going to help us on so many levels. And science has confirmed that. Also, the reality is, is that genetics do play a slight part when it comes to confidence, but there's still the nurture element of it and so many things that we can do in our lives to make a big difference. So this is all information from leading psychologists who explain not only how we can all choose to become more confident, but we can also do this just by simply taking action and embracing risk. This is all about action. So it's not just about thinking, okay, throw the shoulders back, stand up really tall, go in a power pose and just show confidence. It's it's not a snap of the finger is what they're saying within this book. And that it's rather, it's really about embracing risk. It's about taking action and it's about choosing to wire your brain and practice confidence. And so this is the confidence code. This is what we're going to investigate today. They really do examine how a lack of confidence actually impacts us in a negative way. So this book really shows us that, you know what, we're going to fall short if we don't step up and improve our confidence. And so confidence impacts our leadership. It impacts our level of success. It impacts our level of fulfillment. So ultimately confidence is very, very important and it is partly influenced by genetics. Uh, It is not fixed 
fixed. It's not a fixed psychological state. And that means that that's good news. That means that we have control. We have some intentional behaviors that we can do in order to boost our confidence, right? So the bottom line is that we won't discover confidence just by thinking positive thoughts or telling ourselves that we are, you know, perfect just as we are, or we're great as we are. Uh, that isn't how we develop confidence. And that's what they're saying within this book. And also you won't find it by just simply standing up tall and faking it. That doesn't work either. So it does require a choice. It requires that, um, you're doing less people pleasing. It requires that you're focused less on perfectionism and more on action, more on risk taking and more on failure. And that word failure is scares a lot of people, right? So yeah. I mean, have you ever thought about a time where you were, you, you lacked confidence so you didn't step up and you didn't do something and, or that you came up with every excuse in the book and you procrastinated because you didn't feel confident enough for a situation. Um, I mean, it happens to me a lot and, and this book is so great because it does emphasize the idea of stretching yourself and kind of stepping out of your comfort zone and taking risk and being okay to fail and being okay to learn from failure. And that in and of itself actually is going to boost our confidence. So this book is so good. It's a practical guide on not only tapping into our ability to be confident, but also increase our level of confidence and also to show up in our lives on a really deep level. So our talents are not being fully realized. We are holding back. Our competence is not being fully realized when a lack of confidence gets in the way. So we're stalling, right? And and this book really does gear towards women. However, I mean, this can apply to anyone. So the reality is that we're stalling ourselves. We're holding back all too often. We don't see, or we can't envision what's really possible for ourselves. And we also sometimes strive for this level of perfection that it holds us back because we don't want to appear like we're failing or we don't want to appear less than. So that perfectionism actually holds us back and it erodes our confidence. And as they said in their book, uh, perfectionism is a confidence killer. <laughs> and you know, what's so interesting is I remember one time I was being coached and I had a whole bunch of books in my computer that I hadn't published yet. And, um, she was asking, you know, why are they still in your computer? They're not going to help people in your computer. Computer, I said, well, I guess it's because they're B minus work. Like it's not really a plus work. And so that perfectionism actually held me back from producing these books. And it was amazing how she said, well, what's wrong with B minus work. And so that mentality actually is stuck with me and it actually helps me to be brave and show up and be confident in a way. And it really does help me with that idea of perfectionism. And if you're a regular listener, you know that I just hit record and I record these podcasts. I don't go back and I don't edit them. I made a gr- an agreement with myself that at the very beginning, I'm just going to get it out there. I'm going to do what I love, which is read and highlight books, create c- cool little mind maps with it. And then I'm going to you know, go through the book with people in a podcast form and I'm not going to listen back. I'm just going to get it out to the world. And that's what I do. So I thank you for liking the podcast flaws and all, and like little glitches and things like that, because that's the reality is I'm putting out and I call it maybe B minus B plus work. Um, it may not be super polished, but the reality is, is that 
It allows me to step out of my comfort zone every single time. It allows me to show up and put this out to the world because I believe books change lives. So, okay. So there were, sorry, I just went off on a tangent there, but anyway, this book is so great too, because it talks about, let's get into it now. We're going to talk about not it is not enough just to be good at something. And science has shown as well that we we don't have to be perfect at something in order to be confident. We don't have to be good at something in order to ask for a raise. Now that sounded really bad. We don't have to be super perfect and we don't have to be so competent. We can, we can also adopt this idea of learning and growing. So we see it everywhere, right? Bright women with these amazing ideas and they, they, want to contribute, but they don't necessarily raise their hands in meetings. Um, They don't necessarily step up and offer to host a webinar, or maybe we hold ourselves back because we're scared. What are people going to think of me? So there's so many passionate women out there and bright women and that would make excellent leaders as well, but they don't feel comfortable asking for necessarily like votes or doing a campaign or uh, promoting themselves. I know I'm, I'm, 100% I don't like self-promotion. It's like one of those things. It's like, I'm growing. I'm getting better at it. I have to add the word yet. I'm not good at it yet. (laughs) And again, it's that fear of being judged. And so the idea here is that so many times these things hold us back as women. And why? Why is that? Um, You know, like, why is it that we are holding ourselves back from succeeding, from, you know, um, asking for raises, from becoming a leader? And so that is what this whole book is about. And they did such a good job really helping us along this process. So part of the problem is that um, we can't, we, we, we want to appear perfect. So it actually holds us back. We think that if we don't have it quite right yet, or if we don't have it perfect, or, um, we worry that maybe someone might judge it. It might freeze us. It paralyzes us. It holds us back just like my book in the computer did. Um, and the idea is that the stakes are too high to give up on finding confidence. The stakes are too high to not step into your life, to not lean in and, and let your yourself be seen. And that is so essential. And that's, that's one of the reasons this book is so great for us, women and men, all of us. So, okay. So we all know that confidence, we can see it. When you see someone who's confident in your eyes, you can tell what confidence is, right? But what we don't recognize is when someone is very confident and appearing confident, they may not be necessarily feeling that confidence in that moment. Um, they may be doing something that would take a lot of confidence and just by them doing it is actually building their level of confidence. Not to mention how many times did they get up there and they fail before they were in this place that you're, you're looking at. So the process, the idea here is that there is so much process that's involved um, with building confidence and there's so many um, exercises and things that they've gone through and how many times they've failed in order to have that level of confidence or to appear like they are confident. So that's really, really important. So the idea is, is that we just have to get up there. We just have to perform. The trick is to not overthink things is what they're saying within their book. And 
um, you and not think about if something's going to go wrong and just, you know, it, the idea is, it's like, you know what, if something does go wrong, we just need to shrug it off. We need to learn from it and grow. And the idea in, in positive psychology, they call it fail forward. So it's kind of like, okay, if that didn't work, it's like what adopt a growth mindset, look at it and think, Hmm, what can I learn from this? Or how can I grow from this? And the idea within this book is that, um, this confidence comes from the action. It comes from the process. It comes from stepping ourselves out of our comfort zone and also being willing to risk failure. So um, when we aren't confident, we don't necessarily succeed as we should. So when we're not confident, we're not showing up in the fullest way that we can. We're not um, stepping ourselves into a place that might move us in a new direction in our life. We're not, when we don't act confident, when we're not confident, the bottom line is it really does affect our life. It really does hold us back to what we could be doing, to the levels that we could reach, to satisfaction that we could have. So that's why I hope this book really inspires you because it is going to push us to a place that really is going to grow our confidence. So we can contribute to this idea of, you know, improving our lives. So confidence is not, as we once believed, just simply feeling good about yourself. That's not what confidence is. It's not just saying, oh my God, I'm great. Or, you know, wow, I'm perfect just as I am and um, owning it. That's not really what they talk about within this book that confidence is. Um, the way that we're thinking hasn't, has like that way of thinking doesn't really work for us and it hasn't worked for us. And um, it, it, confidence is more about believing that with diligent effort, with putting in the effort that we can all choose to expand our confidence. So with, with diligent effort and process of getting better and better, um, we can expand our confidence. We can increase it. Um, but we have to be willing to get there, you know, and we have to be willing to try things. And sometimes, um, it's this idea that we stop actually trying and we're trying too hard to be perfect. And we're trying too hard to make everybody happy happy and everybody like us and to be accepted, that it's actually holding us back and it's eroding our confidence. Not to mention there's so much social comparison right now, which is the thief of confidence. <laughs> so the good news is what science says and calls plasticity it's the idea that if we work at something, you can actually make your brain structure more confident prone. So if you work at something, you can actually create more strength at, when it comes to being confident. So this is the idea of neuroplasticity. This is, we can train our brain and wire our brain to be more confident. And that's what this whole book is about now going into it. We're going to start going into it. So think about a time. Um, so we, you know, if you know that you're capable, we're all capable of imagining how great it would be, you know, to reach that goal. So imagining that goal. Now think about yourself in that position and think about all the things that 
confidence would bring you and how confidence will help you get to that greatness, that position. Maybe it's a new job. Maybe it's a published author. Maybe it's, you know, making X amount of dollars, whatever it is, think about how much confidence needs to be around in order to help you get there. And it is so true. We do need a high level of confidence in order to get ourselves to reach our goals. So So many people fall short though. They don't reach that level that they want to reach because what gets in the way, right? It's this lack of confidence and it's, it's holding us back. And so sometimes it's worry, it's procrastination, it's fear. We get paralyzed. We come up with excuses. It's perfectionism. So I challenge you, I want you to really think about that end goal and think about all the things that get in the way for you. So what's standing in the way? What is, what are you scared of? So what's standing in the way of your confidence? And just, even if you have to pause it and just kind of write a list of thinking of your, you know, what you really want for yourself, whether it's asking for a raise, whether, you know, whatever it is, it's amazing how, when you start thinking, oh, oh, but I might not be good enough or, oh, um, I have so much to learn about this or whatever comes up for you. It's so neat when you actually make it absolutely like a big goal and you're almost like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm hearing myself saying that. What's neat is, is that then you can go into it and think, okay, what's standing in the way? What, what fears, um, are getting in the way of that and what's, what's eroding your confidence levels. Um, that is so cool. So the confidence light confidence is a life enabler. That's what they said within their book. I love that confidence enables things in our life. So, and, but it does come as a process and progress. And I love that they said this within the book because it's honoring the effort that it's going to take. And the reality is that you don't just snap your thumb and you're going to have confidence. Confidence comes with the process, with the process and it grows and it's choosing to show up with confidence because that's going to bring you more confidence. So that is what this rest of the whole entire book is. It's like, we're going to rewire our brain for confidence and let's, it's, it's all about being in the right frame of mind and acting and what they said within their book is so profound is that confidence is the fuel for action, but action is actually the fuel for confidence. So it goes both ways. I'm going to say that again because it's profound. So confidence actually helps us to act and move into action and try things. However, action also fuels confidence. So if you're not feeling confident, it's really important to move into action and and try things and step out of your comfort zone. And whereas when you're taking action, it's going to boost your confidence and make you feel more confident. So I love that part. And I really do believe in that message is so important. So let's talk a little bit about the confidence family. (laughs) And they talked about how there are certain elements that are closely linked to confidence. So that would be self-esteem. That would be optimism, self-compassion and self-efficacy. So this is kind of like the family of confidence. So let's talk about self-esteem. That's just when you, uh, what allows us to believe that we are lovable, that we, um, have value as a human being. That's what self-esteem is all about. And how you can see how when we have a healthy level of self-esteem that we believe that we're lovable, that we add value as a human, that that will increase our confidence. 
And then optimism is basically an optimistic person is someone who expects the most favorable outcome of any given situation. So optimism is the sense that, you know what, everything's going to work out okay. And you can see how that's a sister to, to confidence because I can make things work. I can make this work. Um, it's the belief that what you're doing now is going to lead to a better future for yourself. The actions and effort that you're putting in now will make a favorable outcome in the future in any given situation. That's optimism. So you can see how that plays a role and how much we show up with confidence. And then there's self-compassion. Now, one of the biggest parts about confidence is trying things. It's stepping out of your comfort zone. It's showing up in situations that might scare you and, and challenge, facing a challenge. So sometimes we will fail, right? What's in that expression is what's the worst that could happen? And the reality is, yes, you could fail. <laughs> and, but that's where this self-compassion piece comes in. And I love Christian Neff's work on self-compassion and that the way she describes is that self-compassion dictates how we treat ourselves and as if we're treating ourselves as if we are our best friends. So for example, if your friend were to come to you and say, I failed, I blew it, you know, what do I do? Um, you would be very kind, you would be very supportive and you would be understanding and you would probably give your friend a big hug. And so this idea that it takes your imperfections and it takes your suffering and it takes your fear and your challenge and it puts it into context, into the context that you are human and you know what? You're perfectly imperfect. Like these imperfections and these suff- these times of suffering, it's like, you know, loving yourself through it. So self-compassion actually drives confidence. So understanding the humanness of everything that you're doing is so essential. So when you do fail, it's like, okay, that's okay. You're going to be okay. Like being your own best friend. So you can see how self-compassion is so important when it comes to confidence, instead of saying things to yourself, like, oh my God, I'm, I suck. I must be so terrible at this. Right. And so this, you know, Sometimes people think that they need to criticize themselves in order to find motivation to reach their goals, but that's not the fact. So in fact, it's, it's when you constantly criticize yourself, you're going to become more anxious and depressed and, and it's not really a nice motivational mindset. So the reality is, is self-compassion drives confidence. It drives you, um, to a place of support and allows you to, to, be able to take risk, to show up confidently, to show up and, and fail forward, as we would say. I love that part. Okay. So the other, um, piece of it is self-efficacy. So if self-compassion were like a kind, gentle cousin, (laughs) self-efficacy is the tough, just get it done kind of member of the family. Uh, Self-efficacy is goal-oriented. It's goal-oriented in nature. And the key is to, you know, putting those aspirations that you have and putting them into action. It's about taking action and and it's more get it done. So self-efficacy is really, really important as you can tell 
for confidence. So if you have a strong self of self-efficacy, then you're going to look at challenge and you're going to look at challenging tasks to be like as something to be conquered. And you're going to look at things as like, okay, let's take it on. And you'll be more deeply involved in the activities that you take on. And also you'll recover faster from setbacks, right? This self-efficacy is all about, um, just getting it done. Like, you know, focusing and, and taking action. So you can see how these all play a role when it comes to confidence. So self-esteem, optimism, self-compassion, and self-efficacy. The bottom line is, is that, you know, with confidence, you need to to move into action. You need to, um, fail forward and then offer yourself some compassion. If you do end up not, you know, being perfect or you do, um, you know, there's imperfection, there's a bit of challenge there. And then also that level of optimism thinking, okay, what I'm doing now is going to move me forward to a place I'm going to have a positive impact on my future. And then the reality is that just showing up as you are and believe that you're lovable and that you're, you add value as a human is so important. And then just the fact of doing, doing, doing builds this self-efficacy, this belief in yourself that you can do it, um, really allows you have that grit and tenacity when trying things. So you can see how the confidence family is really important. Now she did, they did talk briefly about reasons that we might have less confidence. Um, you know, it could be our genetics, it could be our schooling, our upbringing, our society, our looks. These are all factors that affect our confidence. So it'd be really easy to say, oh, well, you know, blame all these obstacles, um, when you fall short and that you don't, when you don't really reach your goals, you could blame these obstacles like, oh, well, like I'm not as beautiful. So maybe that's why I didn't get it. Like things like that, or I won't even bother because I've got this blah, blah, blah right? Fill in the blank. So it's easy to be misguided by these reasons that, um, that erode our confidence, right? Like confidence killers, right? We ruminate, we make stories, we socially compare and be really easy to create a fixed mindset. You either have it or you don't. And, um, all these things kill our confidence, overthinking, rumination, taking blame or giving blame for things, perfectionism, like we talked about, and just also self-imposed obstacles. How many obstacles have you created (laughs) in your brain? Also the stress response, right? That emotional part of our brain takes over and we get anxious and then we're not, you know, like sometimes we can even pretend that we're sick. So we don't have to do that presentation, (laughs) you know what? It's amazing how smart our brains are. (laughs) They come up with really good reasons sometimes. And that'll, that causes us to have less confidence. So, and they call them within their book, these confidence killers. So think about yourselves, you know, like as, as an adult, you know, what has killed your confidence in the past or what are you doing right now? That's killing your confidence. Um, what are some of the things that are getting in the way for you? right? I know sometimes my brain goes off on this whole tangent and this whole downward spiral and I ruminate and I think things through and I make up stories in my brain. And it's amazing how that does stand in the way of, um, being confident and showing up. 
it's like, for me, I don't, I don't like over like doing self-promotion. So that's like one of the things for me. And I'm thinking in my head, the story that I tell myself is that I don't want to be one of those, you know, slimy sales people. And that's a story I have in my head. And the reality is that I have a lot of free, fun content that I would love to offer people. So, um, the reality is if I don't put it out there, nobody's going to know about it. Right. And so that is one thing that I'm working on. All right. So now this whole section of the book is exciting. This is the confidence boosting habits. So these are the things that we can actually do in our life. And as you know, I love actionable nuggets that we can apply so that we can instantly improve our life. And in this case, we're going to instantly increase our confidence. And I wouldn't say instantly because it is a process and that is what they're emphasizing within their book, but there's things we can do right away. So confidence is partly in our genes as science has shown, and it, it, it is also part of nurture. So it's part of our environment and our actions as well. So it requires hard work and it does also require, are you ready? Substantial risk. So building confidence is all about taking risk. It's also about determined persistence. So I have highlighted these books on grit, Angela Duckworth's work. Um, and it's just so important. It's like that persistence is key and also failure. Sometimes it's going to involve failure. So gaining confidence means the bottom line is that you need to get out of your comfort zone and you need to experience setbacks and with determination, you got to pick yourself back up again and keep trying it. And that cycle is what's going to build confidence. That is the bottom line. So it's about taking these steps outside of your comfort zone. What are you scared of? It's about doing those things. And the way I say it in my life is I try to stretch myself a little bit every single day. And it's kind of stretching. What can I do today to stretch myself? What am I scared of? And the more you practice it, it's like a muscle, the stronger it gets. And also your level of success, when you are successful and you step out of your comfort zone, like, oh my God, that conversation went really well. I got that promotion or I got that job or I got that contract. It's like, you know what? I'm going to try again. I'll try someone else and do it, do the same conversation and see how it goes. And then it's amazing how that feeds your confidence. Okay. So the first thing we need to do is fail. So there it is. It's the most frightening thing about trying things. Um, it's yet the most critical part of confidence. So failure is inevitable. It is an inevitable result of risk taking. So it's going, it's going to happen sometimes when we try things, when we do new things. I mean, I remember one time I published this book and, um, it, I didn't realize it, but the title was absolutely not an ideal title. <laughs> and I think I sold five of those books. It was a complete epic failure. So the reality though, is if I just like stopped at that point, I wouldn't have had all my best sellers that I have created since then. So the reality is, is that failure is part of it. Failure is inevitable and it's a part of taking risk. It's a part of trying and it's essential for building resilience. So fail, failing forward is the key here. So mistakes and failure, they're okay. It's okay to make mistakes. And that is where this piece of, remember we talked about the whole family of confidence, self-compassion comes in, right? So making mistakes is natural. Making mistakes is okay. It's like, you know, offer yourself compassion. It's like, okay, well that that didn't work. 
but you know what? I made it through it. And like, it's, it's about calming your nervous system and, and loving on yourself, being kind to yourself, even in the face of failure. And that'll help. This failure will also help build your self-esteem. It's like, oh, well, I am worthy. I'm still a lovable person. I'm still, you know, I make a difference in people's lives. It's like going back to that. It also by taking challenge and trying new things and then failing and then trying again, that in and of itself builds self-efficacy. So you can see how confidence really does come from, from making mistakes, from failing forward. And um, it's really important. So think about that. Let's think about what, what are some things that you could do in the next week like in the next week, first of all, think about your goals, what you really, really want for yourself and be completely honest. Um, don't let your excuses get in the way. It's like, what would you, if there is no excuses and you had all the confidence in the world, what would you want for yourself right now? And then of course, you don't have to take that action right that action right away. You can take baby steps towards it. You can do things that are going to start building your confidence towards that. And so like what are some things you could do this week that would help move you in that direction, in the direction of your dreams? You know, what are some steps that might be a little bit scary that you could test and try on a daily basis? How can you stretch yourself? So that's what I invite you to do for the next week is just think about doing some confidence boosting activities, like put yourself in a place where you might be a little bit risky, where you might risk failure and you're pushing yourself and, and you're, you're kind of challenging and doing something that you're not comfortable with. And so it's really neat. It's kind of putting yourself out there. It's kind of, we always put off things because we're not comfortable. We, it's like natural. Like we want to be comfortable. Our brains are wired to feel comfort. (laughs) And so this is, this is going to be hard. So what are you willing to try? And so the other thing that they talked about within their book is, and I love this part because it's all about Carol Dweck's work on the mindset. And a couple episodes back, we talked all about mindset and having a growth mindset and how powerful it is um, for resilience. Okay. So adopting a growth mindset is a really big starting point when you are doing this, like when you are taking risk, when you are experiencing failure, when you, you need to have this growth mindset in order to help you persevere and to ultimately build your confidence. So a growth mindset will help you build your confidence. Um, it'll also help you build self-compassion, right? Like, so if you have a growth mindset, you think, okay, well, say you failed at something and you say, Hmm, I wonder how I can get better. Or I wonder how I can improve or wonder what I could try differently that might work or what am I needing? It's really about asking curious questions and it's really about looking for the growth and the opportunities amongst failure and amongst challenge and amongst something not going the way that you wanted it to go. So adopting that growth curious mindset is so essential for your success and it'll help build your confidence and it'll help you, you know, believe in yourself and so that you can keep improving and you can keep growing and that you can, if you believe that you can keep improving and that you can keep learning, that you are going to keep trying things again and again, even in the face of failure. So this this piece of information is so important. So adopting a growth mindset, because it'll not only help 
you with self-compassion. It's going to also help you with self-efficacy because you'll keep trying things and you'll still, you'll still keep moving forward um, and not feel stuck. And then also it'll help build your self-esteem and it makes you more optimistic for the future, right? The actions and the learning that you're taking now are going to help you in the future, which is so powerful. So confidence requires this growth mindset because it's believing that your skills can be learned and believing that you can do things better and new and keep improving. It also encourages you to take risks because it actually supports resilience. When we have a growth mindset, like, okay, when we fail, it's like, okay, well, how can I bounce back better and how can I get better? And, um, and it's amazing because that in and of itself builds and grows your confidence. All right. So that is really, you know, where have you catch yourself? And oftentimes you'll notice when you're not feeling confident that sometimes if you ask yourself, okay, well, why am I, why am I not confident? And then when you listen to what your brain is saying or what you're saying in your head, chances are they're a fixed mindset. It's like that thinking of, I either have it or I don't, or I'm either talented at that or I'm not. And then it allows you to feel stuck. It's like, I'm not good at that boom, there's a fixed mindset for you. And that stops you from moving into action, from moving forward, from taking risk, from doing new things, which all of which build your confidence. Wow. Isn't that amazing? So I challenge you, find yourself and notice where you're having a bit of a fixed mindset and notice how it's affecting your confidence level. Then easy peasy, switch it into a growth mindset. So practicing that growth mindset by asking curious questions and going on that learner path, like what can I learn and how can I grow and how can I get better? Um, that'll move you into action and allow you to feel more confident and also act more confidently. So that's huge. Okay. So there's so many wonderful little nuggets there. So, um, what they suggest within their book is to adopt a willingness to be different, to really be authentic and to just, whether someone's going to criticize you or not, just be you and be authentic. Um, that is really important for confidence and also choosing confidence every day, stretching yourself, stepping out of your comfort zone, but also they suggest to be adaptive, have that growth mindset and be malleable. And then, um, one of their tips was to practice quick failures, like little things that you might fail on. And then just so that you can practice getting better at failing, (laughs) And then adopting the growth mindset and just testing it, just slowly moving forward so that we don't just have to go into a big failure, that we just test, you know, quick failures. So also make repeated attempts. So keep trying, 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 try something that you've been meaning to try for a long time. That's another tip. Also, when in doubt, act. So get out of your comfort zone. So step out of your comfort zone. What's the worst that could happen? And the worst that can happen is yes, you could fail, but in that you practice self-compassion. Um, and you can say, yes, sometimes I do fail. We all fail. It's human to fail (laughs) and that's okay. But the idea is to don't, don't ruminate. So don't go off on a worry tangent or ruminate on, oh my God, I suck at this. I'm so bad at this. Delete, delete, cancel, cancel. Um, and then also I love the way they put it in their book. They called it kill gnats which are negative automatic thoughts. So when we have negative automatic thoughts, it's like, you know what? Stop them in their tracks. Move into a growth mindset, a curious, questioning, a learning, growing sort of thinking 
pattern. Um, she also mentioned, they also mentioned within their book that sometimes when we turn the focus onto other people and kind of be purpose driven, it really helps us to move into a confident place. So for me, um, again, with the promote self-promotion and things like that, I offer this really awesome, write your book in a weekend, like painlessly give birth to your book in a weekend. It's such a great program that I created because I use it myself in order to really hyper focus and finish books. And so if I don't tell people about that. Think about all the books that could be helping other people. So that is kind of what I think when I started to promote this program is if I don't tell people about it, then I'm preventing knowledge and experiences from being shared with others and the potential for so much growth and learning within the world. So that thinking of other people and turning the focus onto others actually helps me with promoting my weekend writing retreats. (laughs) So there you go. So it's kind of turning that focus on others can help and it helps should become more purpose-driven, like that's a purpose. Um, the other thing they suggest is to not take things personally. And, um, and also this one is so hard for women is find ways to take in compliments. Um, this really helps build self-esteem as we know, it's one of the sisters for confidence, um, really taking them in, find ways to take them in. That one's hard, right? It's like, so I, I created like a sentence. Sometimes if someone gives me a compliment, I try to say, okay, thank you so much. That's really nice of you to say. It means a lot to me. <laughs> so I practice that dialogue. So now that even seems unauthentic, <laughs> but anyway, I'm trying to learn how to take in compliments. It's like, wow, thank you so much for saying that. It really means a lot to me. All right. So, and then just repeat, 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 right? Um, speak up, praise your process, not perfection. Really think about how progress and process is so important and, um, stepping out of that comfort zone. That's the bottom line. All right. So This book thoroughly really did take us through how we can spend less time worrying, you know, whether or not we're competent enough and more time focused on the self-belief that we are enough and that we, we can move into action and keep stepping out of our comfort zone, right? Because life on confidence can be a remarkable thing. It can help us in so, so, so many ways. I can attest to that anytime that I've stepped up in a confident manner, yes, I failed numerous times, but it ends up moving me forward. And I really hope that that's what you took away from this. It's like the, it's like so encouraging, um, to discover that confidence is so essential for our level of success, for our resilience, for our happiness and, um, on so many levels. So, and to a significant extent, right. And we have control over it to a a degree. So we can all make a difference and we can all point our lives in a direction to create more with it. And that's so powerful. I hope you enjoyed this book, The Confidence Code by Katie Kay and Claire Shipman. I loved it. It really did help. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? How are you going to step out of your comfort zone this week? Anyway, that's it, my friends. Thank you so much. I love, love, love having you listen and highlighting these books. I've got a great, awesome book for you next week as well. Have a great week. Bye. If you like this podcast, that's like personal training for your mind. You've got to come over to my website at andreasadel.com where I take all these books. I highlight coach and summarize the content in my unconventional book and coaching club. Let's face it. No one is sunshine and butterflies all the time, but we can make happiness a lifestyle. 
So I want to invite you to sign up at my website for my freebies and giveaways so that you can start each week positively. Finally, don't forget to subscribe on whatever platform you listen to, download and write a review because they really help grow the show.